Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. I'm proud to offer premium wireless for just $15 a month. And I'm proud that we have thousands of five-star reviews from customers like Dan D in New York who writes, I am satisfied customer. How can this only be 15 bucks? He wrote it in all caps. I needed you to feel it like he feels it. I hope I did that justice, Dan. And I hope that you try Mint too at mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 for three months required. New subscribers only. Renew for 12 months to lock in savings. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com. Hello, we are here at 2000 Trees Festival. Yet again, 2023. Yeah. And uh, we have a list of bands that we've chatted to. Yeah, it's another hot one as well. It is a hot one out here. It's apparently guaranteed Trees is a hot one. Um, And it did not disappoint. No, it's It's been been good vibes all day. We've spoken to some great bands. Fortunately, so, we've not been able to catch many bands. The only band we probably <laughs> caught with it Harriet. were Harriet. Yeah, yeah. Harriet. And they were fucking sick. Yeah, it was, it was good. But uh, enough of that. Here's the episode. Enjoy. Oh, enjoy. Hello and welcome back to an Airful Podcast. We are at 2000 Trees 2023 and we are joined by Nate from Microwave. How's it going, man? How's it going? So good. How are you? Good. Pretty good. Yeah. It's a toasty one today. It is. I wasn't expecting it to be so cold or so warm. It was cold last night when we were at our hotel. We yeah, yeah. Hotel in Cheltenham. Yeah. <laughs> like apparently, like every single day, this like for this festival this year, it's been like a different type of weather every single day, and like this yeah. is like the hot one. <laughs> yeah, I bet it gets cold at night still. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's been yeah. A, it's been fluctuating. Yeah. This is such like a British like conversation to start uh, with. Like, the weather. What's the, the daily burn? <laughs> <laughs> so is, is this your first day here then? Yeah. The first no, we, we, uh, we did some dates with Can't Swim. We, we, we played six shows. Yeah. yeah. So, so we've been here for about a week or so. Awesome. Yeah. I was, yeah. I was the, the tour then with Can't Swim. It was awesome. Yeah. No, the, the shows were all sold out, but a couple that were all but sold yeah. out and everything. Yeah. And it was fun. Real fun. Good, good vibes at the shows. Yeah. yeah, for sure our best UK tour. There, like, yeah. especially for like a headline tour. Yeah, yeah. So any, any favorite spots in the UK that you could pick out of the of the tour? Um, the sh- the show in London that we played at Underworld. I guess Motley Crue had just played a few days before. Yeah, so that was pretty yeah. cool, and that yeah. was a really fun one. Just a high energy one. Uh, Glasgow, we played at a. King Tut's, yeah, okay. which is yeah, a yeah. really cool venue, and they and it was cool to see all the bands that had played there in the past. I think yeah. Yeah. O- 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 Oasis was signed there and stuff. Right. But yeah. the the uh, motor was telling us stories, and we were like, uh, it, it was just cool. They, yeah. uh, but all the bands that have played there, it's like surprising. It's like yeah, yeah. Modest Mouse in the darkness and <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, Block Party, and you know. A There's a lot of, of history with like a lot of the venues in the UK as well. Like I said, with yeah. like Oasis, there's loads of bands like like I said, going back to like Joy Division and all those sort of people. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's crazy. But, They're um, from M- M- Manchester, is that yeah, right? Yeah, Joy Division, yeah, yeah. yeah. Northerners. <laughs> yeah. Okay, hell yeah. Yeah, yeah it's like I feel like it's like a right of way to like um, like to like take off like certain like iconic venues like King Tours, Underworld, and stuff like that. It's just yeah. like, but when you get there, like. You can't help like because they're so like traditional. You're like, oh wow, like finally, yeah. you're finally playing this place. It feels like a bucket list place to play. Yeah. So yeah. you guys are you're on in a couple hours as well, aren't you? Sorry. Yeah, I said you're running a couple hours as well today. On in a couple hours. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I think we play around 4:20 at the 2000 Trees, so that's gonna All be right, awesome. pretty lit, you know. Yeah, yeah man. <laughs> so is yeah. this your first time at Trees as well y- yourselves? 
playing trees. First yeah. time, yeah, yeah. Be, being in attendance or playing, yeah. It's, awesome. it's been really fun. been really cool so far. Yeah. yeah. I, I hadn't even, I, I, I hadn't really even uh, heard much about the lineup and everything. I mean, I, besides this year or whatever, in the past I haven't, I, yeah. yeah. I hadn't heard much about it in the States and everything, except uh, Kent Swim had played a couple times, so I had heard from them. They were like, oh, you got 2,000 trees off her? That's yeah. sick. Like, yeah. you're, you're going to have a good time. Uh, yeah. I saw you guys are playing a couple, like, really, like, big festivals over in the U.S. as well towards the end yeah, of the year. One of playing, is, it, is it Riot Fest? Yeah, we're playing Riot, Riot Fest Riot for the, Fest for the third time, yeah. Yeah. We're, it's, it's always one of our favorite show, but yeah. sick festival. The lineup for that looks pretty good. Like you've got, well, you've got the cure for one. You've got um, oh yeah, Death yeah, yeah. Cutie, Postal Service. Postal yeah. Service. Yeah, they always have the most ridiculous lineups. Yeah. Of uh, like, it feels like someone just went to my yeah. Spotify or something <laughs> and made like a weekly playlist or something. That's well, what we always say. Like American like festivals are apart from like obviously download and that and uh, and and obviously trees get good lineups, but you always get like mega lineups over there in the US. Yeah. So, like, the, when we were young festival, for example, that, that, like, I didn't see the beginning. Yeah. No, that was that is a ridiculous one. That one's over there. Yeah. Like yeah, I I think the the one of the last or, or the last time we played Riot Fest, we stayed on the day after we played, and I watched the Village people. No, no uh, way. Re refused. Oh, Haking Back Sunday played their first two records yeah, yeah. in their entirety. And then I watched Wu-Tang Clan and then Slayer. That's insane. That's, that's insane. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Village people to Slayer. Like, like, there's other people that listen to the <laughs> exact <laughs> same music as me? Yeah. It is like literally Riot someone's Fest got is an insane one. Just like, sh yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you, re you, you released your new single back in March. Um, yeah, Ferrari. Yeah, which was awesome. Thank and you. And obviously that's following up to your, your album that you released back in, was it 2019? That's, yeah, no, we, we put year? out three new songs in the last year or so. Yeah. Uh, and then the, and they'll be on a future release that we're just like, you know, taking our sweet time with. <laughs> yeah, man. Going the flow. <laughs> I, I think that's, that, that is, is in part like the lyrical theme of Ferrari. It is almost referring to the process. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. Because it was a, it was a, a, a grind and a burnout after the last record, yeah. going straight into the pandemic, right when the record came out and everything. Oh wow! And yeah. then uh, not knowing if it was ever really going to come back. The yeah, music, live music in general. We're yeah. like, is this a? We're we're for sure not a. E e e essential business I know that much yeah so, <laughs> we'll, we'll be the last to reopen our uh, <laughs> our business activities yeah sure. I mean like being on the opposite end of it now like seeing like places like this absolutely thriving is just so good to see though. yeah yeah no it's it's cool it seems like it's come back like after the pandemic uh, this whole realm of music seems to be larger than it ever was yeah which yeah. has been yeah a lot of our uh, like our yeah our, yeah, <laughs> our uh, the the last year for us that we we've had like a lot of growth and everything. A lot of it having to do even yeah. with just like past music and everything. Like I feel like the music of, scene's thriving more than ever yeah. now, especially yeah. after pan the pandemic, because everyone missed it so much. And like you, you took it for granted sort of before that, and now like you, you know how much you missed it over the pandemic and everything. Everyone's just making the most of it. They can and like yeah, everyone's yeah. enjoying themselves. So yeah, yeah absolutely. 
I even feel like the like local scenes have changed now where it used to be like, oh, you'd, uh, you'd ask your friends to come, you might get like a collection of them to turn up or something like that. And like, and now it's like everyone comes to gigs and stuff like that. Like we're back to that kind of like thriving, like local scene, gigs actually. Uh, yeah, it's definitely thriving more than it than ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There there's definitely seems to be like a whole fresh new base. There seems to be like, yeah, people, people from the from the next generation younger and everything yeah, yeah. have gotten involved from like a different angle via TikTok and stuff maybe yeah, with yeah. The other bands that have popped up on TikTok like I, I think it, it, it's always great whenever any any band has like starts to in our realm starts to trend on TikTok it's like a, it helps everybody all the other like I know a Hooper Heaven right now okay. yeah. is, is has been like popping up on TikTok and everything, and it's yeah. just like hell yeah! That's it. <laughs> everyone everyone uh, rises up together when because yeah. people are like oh you know that oh you like that band that you heard of you maybe you like these other bands or whatever and it's uh yeah super happy about that <laughs> that's, that's a good thing with them like sort of platforms especially TikTok as well a lot of bands are like thriving off like using TikTok and, and sort of pushing the music that way as well nowadays which is obviously compared to having to like push it through your records and all that sort of stuff social media has become a massive part in that sort of uh, yeah. building uh, that fan base and getting yeah. music out there as well I don't even know it, it's it, it's all like voodoo to me I feel yeah. like if you try to make it happen on social media yeah. then, then it's cringe or whatever yeah you just gotta cross your fingers and you yeah. know put your best foot forward try to think of little bits you know yeah, you know, yeah. little funny uh, punchlines or whatever <laughs> dances <laughs> I don't know how how to invent those dances but I hope someone makes one for us, you know. That <laughs> <laughs> would be the trend of it. The microwave. <laughs> what would the microwave dance be? Just, just touch buttons. <laughs> a very small wave. <laughs> just yeah. get it going. Just slowly rotate. <laughs> TikTok, let's go. Yeah. So we have a recurring question that we, we ask all like, guests that we speak to, uh, and it is, uh, what is your pet peeve? It could be the most minimal thing. Uh, it could be slow walkers. It could be pe how people eat. So, but what is your pet peeve? Mm, that's a good question. I've always had a thing for. I've always hated wind. When it's really windy and okay. and your shit is blowing off and everything, and yeah, then you're like yeah. holding something and you have to like try to pick it up and then you drop all your stuff and then it goes like flying across the sidewalk <laughs> and you like chase it a hundred feet. Yeah, that's definitely. That's the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a new one, so. That's a, that that's a, a hard one. It's yeah. like when you, you, like, you're out, you're out, and you've got, like, it's raining, you got your hood up, and it's really, it's this gust of wind goes, yeah. and your hood yeah. comes off, you're like, oh, God, no. Yeah. No, that's a pet peeve for sure. Nice. That's the, that's the main one that's coming to mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a new one for us so yeah we'll take that yeah anyway we'll uh, we'll wrap it up there but thanks a lot for uh, joining us on the, uh, on the podcast yeah, thank you for having, having, having you on enjoy your set yeah. yeah thank you welcome back to an for podcast um, we're here at 2000 Trees and we're joined by Stephen of Lost Alone how's it going man how's it going it's really good thank you um, just come off stage um, into my tracksuit I'm very hot <laughs> but um, yeah it's awesome to play a show uh, I love this festival, so yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Really, really you good. was you was over on the main stage, was it? Yeah, 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 yeah. it was really really good fun. I've not played the main stage here before, and um, it was just lovely to like get well, just be on that stage. I really enjoyed yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So have you, have you have you been here all weekend, or is it your first day? No, we to... came we came in this morning, uh, did did presses, mine did the show, and I think we're. I think we're out of here quite quick actually today which is a shame because I love it here yeah. Yeah. yeah there is something special about 2003 it's like we've been saying to everyone else like there, I can't it's not a way to like pinpoint what exactly it is but I feel like it's just something that is really charming about 2003 yeah it definitely feels friendly and it definitely feels music it sounds silly but some festivals don't feel like they're music orientated mm, and yeah. I find that here people are definitely here for music yeah um, which is fantastic yeah so uh, you released your, your your newest single, the final call for Forever, last week, which is um, following up from um, last year's album as well. Yeah. Um, and am I right in saying that you debuted it live uh, for the first time here as well? Yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah, it was um, it was so nice for me because I uh, weirdly I, I it's it's a prequel to a different song of mine. I saw something right this year. Yeah. No, okay. I, um, of, uh, of yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I messed up on stage because I can't get the titles right because they're quite similar. But yeah. I just. Um, I, I was on a cruise ship to New York just before the pandemic and um, I got the band back together. Like, everything feels possible when you're doing the sky. Yeah. Or I, I just suddenly was like, oh, because we had like a hiatus. And um, I was like, I'm getting the band back together. And when, when I got to shore, um, uh, Ray and Gerard from My Chem had left me a message saying, do you want to support some stadium? So I was like, that's perfect because I've just got the band back yeah, together. No, yeah. So we, we got the band back together, made a record. And then I, uh, when I did this new song, I wanted to... Uh, I was thinking about, you probably read this in the press release, but I wanted to think about George Lucas and how he made the prequels to Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Kind of 20 years after they came out and he had all the, the fan theory and the baggage of life to, to change what he probably would have done originally. Okay. So I was like, I'd really like to write a song uh, very close to the point in which I wrote the other one as a prequel right. and get that same vibe. So yeah, that's the story of the song. And um, it was just great because it's such a brilliant moment in my life to... Yeah. To get my band back together that I'd missed yeah. and then to have that experience is awesome I try to just recreate that same moment yeah. I'll probably write a prequel to this one next amazing <laughs> so you're quite into your films then like obviously drawing that influence um, like. Lost Alone in, in Elvish from Lord of the Rings on my middle finger <laughs> um, and I got Home Alone movie on my thumb ah amazing I love Christmas I love Home Alone um, my band's called Lost Alone it's, it's from Home Alone ah no one ever gets that. Yeah. Like, at least it's from Home Alone. Do you know what? It makes a change because a lot of bands are all, like, Halloween and, like, dark. Yeah, and I just... Mate, like, I okay, live Christmas for... I, I, like, I like Christmas and I like musicals and I write massive riffs. It doesn't really make sense, <laughs> but um, that's, that's where my my inspiration comes yeah. from, definitely. So what I say about Home Alone, then? Is, like, something about that film? Uh, something... I mean, I love Christmas anyway, but I think it's something very magical about... Um, I mean, I try and describe it, but I don't even know if I can. I just maybe it hit me at a certain point, but it feels safe. And um, maybe when I was young, it felt like it could be me. And um, I feel things quite intensely. Like, uh, for for example, recently I watched um, the Elton John movie. Yeah. Have you seen that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now some people are watching it as a cool film. When um, Bernie Taupin hands in the lyrics to your song yeah. in in the uh, over breakfast. Yeah. And he starts writing it, well, I can't not cry. It yeah. hits me, at, like, yeah. I have that. I'm getting it now. Music Thinking means everything music, to yeah. me. And, like, when an incredible moment, the same as when a movie can yeah. do that. Like, yeah. I, and I feel proud of people I don't know. Yeah. You know, like, when you watch a film, you're like, yeah, I, I can't. Yeah, so it's quite a, Home Alone hit me like that quite hard. Cool, I don't man. know why. They did. 
Yeah, I know. I get what you mean with the Rocket Man as well, though. It's when he makes the comeback towards the end and he's playing like I'm still standing. Incredible, and stuff like that. incredible. Yeah, no, it's great. And uh, did you see the glass door set then? Yeah, it's amazing. I was looking up. I saw that on John three times in the last couple of years, yeah. and um, I saw him at Hyde Park in London. Right, and, right. The glass be set was just that guy knows how to like 100%. do a headline set yeah. as well. Yeah, you know? no, hundred um, percent. Yeah, I thought it was, it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. I caught him in Liverpool not um, oh, wow. probably a couple a couple of years back as well, and like you said, like. He's still got it. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I'm gutted that he's obviously like leaving it be like, yeah, for yeah. a bit now. But yeah, um, yeah. It's, uh, but I think there's something gracious in that though, like the fact that he's gone like, right, I'm going to stop now yeah. before it deteriorates or I don't enjoy it anymore. 100%. Like there's something graceful about that. Yeah, yeah, I always think that about the band REM, who yeah. they are like, were, are, were at the peak, a massive band. And they just went, yeah. we've not fallen out. We're not splitting up because we like each other. We're just like, yeah, we think we're done and we want to leave our legacy. Yeah. And I also heard that Coldplay are going to do that. They've said that they're going to do um, a certain amount of albums and I think they've got two more albums and they're like, we'll still be a touring act, but we think, we don't think we'll be good enough to keep doing albums in our 50s. So we want to... keep your own integrity. Yeah, yeah. Leave, leave a... Yeah, yeah. I think, I think that's really cool. Yeah, yeah. Bit of a tangent from Coldplay, but it's uh, similar with him. Yeah. Like him just kind of went, yeah. right, that's it. And it was like leaves oh. a perfect legacy. If, if yeah. you were to, yeah, and he keeps a, it intact. A legacy. Yeah, yeah, totally. I like that a lot. So, so going back to it, um, obviously you're saying you, you jumped on that mic M2. I, I, I was there. I was there. Was it the Warrington show as well? Oh, we didn't do that one. Yeah. I, I wish we had of. But, but the we, comeback shows were like it's pretty cool. Awesome. Was Mega. It to be part of that as well. Like. It was awesome, man. I mean, we've been like friends for a long time because we um, they were into my band's first record a lot yeah. and took us out on tour. Uh, like uh, Danger Days tour we did and okay, yeah, yeah. we did a tail at the Black Parade um, so we've been friends for years I've been out to LA and because I write songs for the people as my like oh, amazing. job okay, yeah. um, no, not for Mike M but I've wrote with uh, yeah. Ray and stuff but um, yeah so it was just cool to be well I was saying a minute ago about being proud I was just like proud of them even though our shows were awesome with them but yeah. like to to have that level of that kind of music the music we love like punk rock rock to be playing stadiums yeah. just felt incredible and um, I mean I, it was pretty cool for us to be able to announce our comeback with uh, oh hi we're back new single new album oh we're doing stadium shows with Mike M yeah, it was yeah, a sweet awesome. yeah, yeah. Really and by the way Mike M <laughs> yeah it was a cool day and you've got a massive tour coming up as well with McFly haven't you at the end of this year which uh, yeah that's going to be cool I, um, I co-wrote their new record um, wow, awesome. which is how that's come about because yeah. I don't think we'd have ever uh, I didn't two years ago there was a guy called Jason Perry yes. who's uh, from A yeah. and he's a producer he, he always liked Lost Alone he called me up and said uh, do you have fancy career dad to write with McFly I was like yeah I thought they were like a pop band and I got down and it was like amazing studio they just gave me a Marshall stack yeah. and a guitar and went let's riff and I got so, I co-wrote seven awesome. of the songs on the record just went to number two um, and then obviously we made really good friends and um, yeah. we're, uh, we have a writing team together now we write for other artists uh, so yeah just very um, very organic and they were like do you guys want to jump on the tour and I was like yeah I love the fact my bag could do my cam and they could do book fly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that's, and yeah. I honestly think both of them awesome. will work. Like, I yeah. think I can. Oh, well, hope anyway. <laughs> yeah. So, so was it like obviously when you when you're writing for other people, like what is it like separating that from my? So you've got your own mindset of writing your own music, knowing what you want to go. Yes. Yeah, so trying to take yourself out of that. It's totally liberating, and like I I now kind of joke that I I write for me at night and other people in the day, and um, I I really enjoy inserting myself into another artist or band's 
Well, I, I think some song, a lot of songwriters in London is you go into a small room with a computer yeah. and the songwriter tells you what you're going to do. Um, that's not me. What I like to do is, um, like, there's three people actually here who I've wrote with who are playing and I like to, like, get in their world. Like, almost because I'm from a band, I like to, like, go, yeah. I, what is it you want? By no means, I think some people think songwriting is you go, they can't write songs, so you write It's not like that. I think it is in some super pop stuff, but yeah, yeah. I mean, my experience is you're working with amazing writers and artists who have said, hey, might be cool to get that guy's yeah. flavour and advice yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. to, to complement theirs and to push them in a... Yeah. And I think some people get snobbish about it, but like Bon Jovi, Aerosmith, all their big hits from the late 80s are all co-writes. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. So, um, yeah, I think it's really interesting. And I, I, for me, I never thought I'd feel like this because I write everything in Lost Alone. But I feel really like when the McFly record came out, I was like, I felt part of it. I felt proud yeah, of no, it. absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's just a whole different thing for me. But I really, really enjoy it. Is there anyone who you, um, obviously living at the moment who you'd love to like collaborate with? Oh, I mean, like Brian May and Roger Taylor from Queen. Uh, yeah. Queen's Queen. I've got my Queen too. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Which is basically. My arm in fluff. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've um, I, I went to Brian May's guitar's 50th birthday, which was the greatest time of my life. Oh my he built, I don't know if you know, he built his guitar with his father in like the 50s, right. 60s, and that's the guitar. It's out of a fire, 100 year old fireplace. It's made from just garbage, right. and it's the guitar he used on every Queen record ever, apart from Crazy Little Thing Called Love. Um, it was made to use a Telecaster, but so he had a birthday party for his guitar. And I got That's invited good. to it, and um, oh my God. he sat like as close as that camera, and played Bohemian Rhapsody in my face. No. Anyway, oh if I could play, God. if I could work with my man, would say for Queen, um, that would be a dream of mine. Holy the shit! Real dream. Real dream. <laughs> that would be very surreal just it, watching Brian May just. It was awesome. That right there. It was a weird. His party was kind of like um, it was a party, but also it was like to celebrate his guitar. So he did like. It was like, I thought it was like 30 people, yeah. like a members club in London. Right, and right. And he, he just sat down and told us about his entire life and then played like solos in your face from like massive songs. you just like... What? It's actually on YouTube, the whole thing. You can see the back of my head at the foot just going... <laughs> <laughs> Jaw dropping. Yeah. Search like Brian May guitar birthday or something and it'll come up. Oh my God. It's amazing. There was, there, was a, there was a funny story that Robin and Adele told us like they, they used to have Queen fan clubs uh, like back in the day and um, it was just after Freddie Mercury passed away and uh, some uh, a couple of people we know there was at this like fan club event and uh, Robin the guy he was up dancing on the dance floor and he was just dancing with this other fella who was on there and he came back to the table and his missus turned around and went do you know who that is and uh, it was like no he's like that's Freddie Mercury's boyfriend Jim Hutton. Jim Hutton. I just so you know, guys, I am ninja level queen knowledge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'll be Jim Hutton. Yeah. R.I.P. He actually died of cancer, not AIDS as well. Oh, uh, Jim Hutton. He he was one of those guys that had AIDS. We're getting a bit crazy now, guys. Sorry. Um, he was one of those people that had AIDS, but it didn't affect him, and then he died from smoking, like 30 years after Freddie. Fucking hell on earth. Anyway, we went a bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we, did, a bit we, like, we took it to bits. diseases, though, so apologies. <laughs> no, it's fine. It's um, what podcasts are for. Yeah, suppose, yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh, when can we expect new music anyway? What's, uh, what's, um, what's so on the horizon? We've, uh, I've got like about three or four singles ready to go, like the first one last week, and um, just going to be singles all this year. Okay. Definitely a couple more before the tour. Yeah. And then uh, hopefully like a new album next year. Awesome. I, I, my problem is not writing. Like the, if I, if economically I could release an album a month, I would do that. <laughs> like, that'd be my dream. Uh, I never, I know, you know, 
all of our albums we've released have been well down from like 100 songs. So yeah, yeah. It's very much like, um, it's more the mechanics around stuff that ends up, yeah, me being told you can't release an album with us. Yeah, yeah. It work like that. Um, but yeah, lo- lots of new music and um, that big tour then just, I just want to do this till I die now, you know. Like, yes, I lo- mate. I love yes. doing music. I love touring, I love playing. I love, I love doing this, I love everything about it. Yeah. So, uh, so we'll, uh, we'll ask you one final question sure. then before we wrap it up. Uh, so we've been asking it to a lot of the other guys we've interviewed today. What was the first album that you ever bought? That I personally bought. Yeah, personally bought. Not that I was bought. Um, myself and Mark from my band have been friends since we were 11. Uh, and when we got to about 12, we already had a lot, of, a lot of our parents really into music and playing and stuff. Yeah. But um, we uh, we loved vinyl at like 12. We were like into vinyl. Yeah. And there was record fairs that would come through Derby to the cricket ground every sun- once a month, every Sunday. Right. Every once a Sunday. Okay. Once a month on yeah. a Sunday. Right. Uh, a record fair. And you'd go and like a queen, you'd look at, this was before Spotify or anything like that. Yeah. So you didn't, there was, a, there was a real magical time where you could love a band, but you didn't know the album you bought, you had no idea. Yeah. Especially with a band like Queen, I want to start collecting. You didn't know if you're buying a heavy metal record, they're really stuff or like yeah, yeah. a super pop thing. So uh, I think I went to a record fair and I think it was this record I got tattooed, Queen 2. Yeah. So their second record, still my favourite record of all time. It's like a kind of prog rock masterpiece. Uh, and that's the one, I, and I still have that copy, it's a vinyl. Um, Queen 2 that's awesome. my first oh, you still man. got the, the copy that you bought one. yeah, well. yeah, oh, yeah. Awesome. it was like 25 years old when I bought it yeah but it was the, um, it was the original copy from 1974 1974 yeah that's awesome that one so yeah so I now have a very big Queen collection because I just didn't stop yeah yeah that was it going. that's incredible <laughs> but yeah that was the first one that's awesome. amazing anyway uh, thanks a lot for coming on we thank appreciate it thank you very it. much yeah we enjoyed it been a pleasure thank, thank you very much we're back at 2000 Trees and we're joined by Eric. Hello, how are we doing? Doing good. How's the uh, festival experience been for you? It's been great. This is our first UK festival appearance. Uh, so, you know, we like kind of didn't know what to expect coming into it, um, but it's been amazing. Like, yeah. played, a, played a bit earlier, so we're like, okay, you know, hopefully, hopefully there are people there. Yeah. And people there, there was, for sure. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was a great time. <laughs> uh, it was packed. Had a good pit going and a lot of people singing along, so surpassed all of our expectations for sure. Fantastic. Yeah. So you, I'm, you, you sorry, I'm just them. mindful. I didn't even say the band. I just said we're joined by Eric. Just jumped in. Heart Eric, attack, Eric from Heart Attack, man. Sorry. Eric from Heart Attack. Live in the flesh. Yeah. So yeah, you played at the cave. Um, so what's your experience been with uh, 2000 Trees so far? Then have you enjoyed? Have you, have you explored much? Uh, really? Yeah. I, we got here and then played like not too long after right so you know uh after that it was like right after right after we played i caught the tail end of origami angels set they was they were great um then i saw pale dusk insane love that band and then right after that saw military gun so it's been a very good day so far after that uh kind of came over here and got ready to start start doing some press stuff but yeah it's been it's been a great day so you know no complaints really excited to see rival schools nice awesome so is this uh, you obviously mentioned this is your first UK um, festival in periods is this the first time you've been in the UK have you done previous tours no we, we've been here before uh, a little over a year ago we right. did a tour supporting state champs amazing um, yeah so that that was that was a really really good first time coming over here um, and you know from that from there we're just like really looking forward to getting getting back here um, and when, when we got 
the offer for the festival. Yeah. Obviously, we jumped all over it, and then we're like, all right, uh, where do we go from here? Like, let's let's yeah. make the most of while we're over here. Let's do like a, a proper UK. Run yeah, you've got dates after this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah got so this is the beginning. To, we got a day off tomorrow, but then yeah, we got six shows after that. So nice. are you spending your day off? That's the most important uh, question. We're, <laughs> we're going to we're going to Birmingham actually. Nice. So, yeah, okay. So uh, we're gonna. We're gonna go there, figure it out. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> oh, it'll be good. You're going checking out all like the uh, Black Sabbath like stuff. So Black Sabbath bridge nice. last year, yeah. So that was like the, that was like the first thing we did. Yeah. So you know, we we did that. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know what we're getting into this time, but are we'll there, figure it out. Are there any new places on the tour where you've never been? Uh, to be honest, I like when we're on tour. I like don't look at where we're going. Okay, um, that's fair. Yeah. So I I forget where all we're going on this. <laughs> it's a surprise right. every day. It for is. You, it yeah. is. I like to fly by the seat of my pants. You know, <laughs> for 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 the longest time. Um, just a little insight into the kind of guy I am. I had the weather app deleted off my phone. Okay. Because uh, I was. Just, well, I mean, being in Cleveland, it's depressing uh, <laughs> a lot of times. But I was like, you know what? I don't need this weather app. I, I, I'm just if I want to know what it's like, I'm just gonna go outside and see. Amazing. It's a okay. good outlook. You know, yeah. Sometimes you know it would, it would bite me in the ass when I would go <laughs> out and then I'd be like, oh, okay, I would dress for like a normal day and then it would start pouring rain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever. But yeah, I don't know. I like I like surprises. Okay. Yeah. Surprises are the spice of life to me. So, <laughs> you know, on tour, I I'll, I'll look at it at the beginning, but I kind of forget where we're going. You yeah. Know, I'm just like. Okay. Here we I are. I get that. Enjoying the experience. That's Here what it is. Here we are. Yeah, I get there and then I'm like, okay, now I just need to remember the name of the city so I don't say the wrong city. <laughs> yeah. Okay, stage. that's fair. That's I've fair. done that before. <laughs> I've said the wrong cities Lesson before. Learned. I've said the wrong bands. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm, I've never, I've never We're claimed human. to be it's a okay. professional. <laughs> yeah, it happens. No, I'm not a professional. We should say uh, congratulations on the album release, thank Freak you. of Nature. Thank show. you. It's fantastic. Yeah, thank um, you. How is I it to the, play yeah. the shows? The, play the songs even? It's awesome. Um... Sorry. When we were recording it, I was, you know, be, like, my favorite part about being in a band is being in the studio. Like, I love going on tour. It's really fun. It's awesome playing shows, uh, connecting with fans and everything. Like, obviously, that is all very awesome. But at the end of the day, being in the studio is, my, is where I thrive. It's my favorite I get place that. to be, you know. It's like, I mean, really, for me, COVID was a huge eye-opener for that. Because, like, obviously, when live music went away, uh, we still went in the studio. We worked on our last EP thoughts and prayers um and for me that was a really eye-opening experience i was like well you know if live music never comes back i would def i would surely be bummed about it but yeah this is where it's at for me this is where i find the most fulfillment of being able to like bring these ideas to life and like hear these ideas that were in my head properly fleshed out and everything yeah. and like yeah. you know at the end of the day if i can do that if i can record and release music then i'm all good you know yeah. so i think people are either prefer live or prefer studio yeah and as long as you know which one you are oh for sure you know it's yeah, that's the thing is like laying down these new songs and everything i'm like all right cool go crazy in the studio all that uh and then when when it was all said and done i'm like man i'm really happy with how this sounds and then as i was, as I was listening i'm like god damn it like i have to i have to sing this now you know, like, <laughs> some high notes i'm like yeah. what am i doing that's the thing because you over like you, you over go for yeah. it and then you're like I'm like, oh, I need to touch like, my, dude. <laughs> I didn't factor that in. How I'm does like, this replicate live? Yeah. So, so that's the thing is like, as we started rehearsing and everything and getting into, it, I'm like, 
I was originally I had originally brought it up to the guys. I'm like, guys, like some of these notes are crazy. Like, yeah. there is a very real possibility that I might ha- request to have us like shift a half step down or something because you know, mm. like you got to maintain, you got to yeah. have it, yeah, of course, you got to yeah, yeah. be able to do it on tour and be able to consistently do it. Uh, so I'm like, I hate to I hate to say it, but we might you know might have to make make that suggestion. But fortunately, as we started re- rehearsing it. I feel like I've grown as a vocalist where I'm like, oh no, yeah. I can actually, I can act, like I hit them on recording and like, really it's just about maintaining that stamina for me. Yeah, of course, um, yeah. You know, I, I work out, do cardio, all that. And I've just learned how to sing better, you know, and just like singing more sustainably where I'm able to do what I do, using less energy, straining my voice less. Yeah. You know, if, if we were if we were doing this last year, I wouldn't have been able to do it. I wouldn't be able to yeah. talk right now. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I've grown a lot. I've been able to maintain my vocal health, all that. Yeah. So that plays into it for sure. Um, but yeah, like being able to hit those high notes now, it's actually easier than I anticipated. But like there was a, that initial panic uh, after, you know, we started like getting mixes of the record back. Yeah. I'm like, oh, fuck, what did <laughs> I do to myself? I guess what? that's an awesome thing though with the release of the album. It's obviously like proof of how you've grown as a musician. It's always like a cool thought with like, like we mentioned just like getting your ideas out it's recorded it's like a time capsule essentially of like what you were like as a musician oh, at that point oh yeah for sure like I would not have been able to do any of this like four years ago you know what yeah. I mean? like I feel like it's all been very gradual yeah, yeah. Uh, and growing into where we're at now and it's it's very fulfilling honestly very gratifying because like I mean that's been the sort of the MO of our band is like you know baby steps building yeah. that momentum and growing into yeah. what we're doing and adjusting you know because I feel like there are plenty of bands that skyrocket overnight no, blow gosh, up. Yeah, they, yeah. Can't, they can't maintain it you know they crash and burn and we've seen it a, a plenty of times over the years but thankfully for us everything's been kind of you know gradual and yeah. we've been able to adjust and been able to grow it's a good outlook to have on it um, in terms of like being in the studio what was the writing process like for you especially for this new album so for this new album actually the uh, one thing that was distinctly different and new about the about it this time around was that this was the first time that we ever messed around with the idea of doing co-writes with other songwriters yeah. and everything, awesome. yeah which which sometimes can be like the death knell you know it's like yeah. oh no they're getting other writers in like this is bad like you know sometimes it can be disastrous um, because there's just too much going on too many ideas and you know it's a band growing into something that they never would have became before and it's like I feel like for us it was a really healthy process where it was like it was it was never like anyone coming into the mix where they're like oh here's a song that I wrote for you play it it's like no it was a lot of people that kind of like not even a lot but like a a small group of select people that you know we collaborated with where it's like okay uh it was more so coaching the ideas that we already had and that yeah. we were already working on to where it's like helping the songs be the best they can be and helping develop them a little bit more. So it's just getting some valuable outside perspectives in in the room and uh, and uh, in the mix. So like really that was like the the real the shining piece for uh, for us for this whole process this time around was like this was the first time that we started experimenting with that. And I think it was a huge success for us. It was really eye-opening. Really, uh, it reinvigorated a lot of. Th- I mean, I feel very fortunate that each step of the way with this band feels like we're just getting started. Yeah. So like that definitely was like a new a new beginning for yeah. us. We're like, oh damn, this this changes this whole dynamic in a very fun and positive and uh, very fun and positive way that 
spurs uh, a new type of creative energy. Yeah, absolutely. Sometimes, sorry. Go on. Go on. <laughs> sometimes that collaboration is scary because sometimes the, the ideas we create are so precious and then you see someone take them in a completely different direction. Sometimes it's hard to fight against that, but it's good that like, the process was It's been smooth. nice, yeah, it's not, it hasn't been a fighting process. Yeah. It's been kind of like approaching it like, oh, you know what, normally I uh, approach, in the past I've approached a lot of things with Heart Attack Man, like both hands on the wheel, white knuckling my way through and just be like, all right, this every hit for hit planned out meticulously. But this time it's like, you know what? Like approach it a little more loosely, approach it, you know, one hand on the wheel, be open to more collaboration. Yeah. And like, just be at peace with that, knowing what we want going into it. It's like, it's very satisfying. That's very, great. Yeah. very genuinely awesome and uh, fulfilling process to be able to create in this type of way yeah absolutely so. that, that fresh perspective as you said it's i think sometimes it's just crucial because it it takes you out of it to see the full picture of it because sometimes when you're so like into the it's writing process it, you just kind of get over like too immersed into it like the new the like the same things oh you know i have like my tricks i'm like okay this is yeah like i played this note i'm gonna go here next yeah because it's what works and feels yeah like right, feels yeah. right it's like the the sort of like fingerprint on, yeah you know how i write songs yeah yeah, yeah but like it's awesome to be able to be like spurred outside of that a little bit yeah. it's like why do you want to do that i'm like because i always do it it's yeah. like okay well why don't you try this i'm like that's a good idea yeah let's do it Fantastic. Uh, wrapping up, we have like two questions we've been asking every artist. Yeah. Uh, so the first one is, uh, pet peeves, what pisses you off the, the most? Could be as minimal as like possible, like slow walkers, it could be like <laughs> anything. Oh. Man. Like, that's, that's really tough. <laughs> Would you like the other question? Yeah, I'll, I'll think about it a little bit more. Yeah. Okay, stew on that one. We'll yeah. give you the other one. The, uh, the other one is, what was the first record you ever bought? First record I ever bought. Uh, Led Zeppelin's Greatest Hits. Ooh, okay. Nice. Fantastic, yeah. yeah. Pretty basic answer, but... You know, that's a good answer. No, that's a good though. answer. Classics. I think people either have really good answers or very embarrassing ones. Yeah, so yeah. It's, no, it's mine was, mine's like, you know, a good one, yeah. Mine's a pretty uh, base level, acceptable... Yeah. Good. Uh, it's a B. Yeah, it's like a, <laughs> sol a solid, solid answer. Sure. Yeah. yeah, they stole all those riffs, but <laughs> whatever. <laughs> uh, pet peeves. Coming back to that. I mean, I don't know. I think uh, maybe not my biggest pet peeve ever, but yeah. something that I can think of off the top of my head that's like mildly irritating to me is uh, as a front man, when uh, rolling up to a venue and like, I like I like to mix it up where it's like, okay, you know, I do some songs just holding the mic and just doing that, and then some I will have on the stand. Yeah, yeah. Big pet peeve of mine, we roll up to a venue, they don't have a straight stand. You know, like they have the boom stands. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, what am I supposed to do with this? I'm not going <laughs> to use this like a straight stand. And then I see artists using a boom stand like a straight stand, yeah, and they're like yeah. holding it like that. I'm like, that just looks weird. It's off. It's like... <laughs> I, I guess so I, our, I guess that's my our, um, our band our singer has this same issue so he's got to the point now where he'll bring his own stand yeah. because he can't I gotta stand just start it. doing that and yeah. not setting myself up to be annoyed yeah 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 <laughs> yeah reduce I, the resistance yeah I'm like it, I, I say something that annoys me and it's completely within my control <laughs> you know you're like what annoys you I'm like well let me let me tell you a thing or two about mic stands <laughs> true not no, good I, enough I, I, yeah. I guess that's I mean I guess that's my answer. That's I don't know. Answer, yeah. Surely, no, there, there, we've never had it before. There's so. so many things in this world that annoy the ever-living fuck out of me, and uh, <laughs> and 
that I, 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 I'm t I, you know what I'm having such a good time here at 2000 Trees that I can't think about all the bad shit that annoys me that I have to be think about something super mild and minuscule that yeah. mildly annoys <laughs> me you know, I can't be bothered. I'm having, I'm, I'm feeling on top of the world right now. So you'll, you'll get back home after this tour, and you'll sit down, and you'll have a moment to yourself, and just go, "Fuck, that's gonna be." That, that, yeah, no, I'm going stand. to the van later. I'll shut the door. I'm like, you know what? I thought about this, and I'm like, this fucking annoys me. Chase that car, dude. I've got one. Wait, wait a second. I thought of it. It came to me. No, I, I, I guess that's my answer for now. No, I think that's good. You know, maybe we can cycle back. Uh, yeah, yeah. Another time. Okay. And, and we can just talk about the things that annoy me. You know, okay. We can just talk about the sequel. Yeah. We can do like, the sequel. You know what? I've been really stewing on this one. <laughs> you know, and I've I've got a laundry list of things that piss me the fuck off right now. So it's been a year. <laughs> yeah. Here it is. I, I I whip out a like a scroll that goes down to the floor. But yeah, I guess that's my answer. We'll let you Love get it. back and enjoy yeah, the I can't, festival. I can't the more positive here. festival, yeah. We're all and, uh, friends here. We're all having a great time. Absolutely. I can't be I can't be bothered here. <laughs> yeah. So we'll let you get back to it and then enjoy the rest of your UK tour, which people should definitely be at. Yes, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're not there, I'll 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 kill you. Thanks. <laughs> that's a good that's a good uh, yeah, good threat. On that note, thank, thank you, you very much. Thanks for your time. Thanks, man. Welcome back to an AFL podcast. We are here at 2000 Trees 2023 and we are joined by the Ian from the Ian. Raptors. The Ian. The Ian, the only the one. Ian. How's it going, man? You okay? It's great to really see you. Really good. Hot. It's yeah. very hot. It's yeah. all, like on the run up to Trees this year, everyone was like, oh no, the weather's going to be so bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be so bad. And I packed so much long stuff. Oh no. Long <laughs> jeans and long sleeve stuff because I was like, oh no, the weather's going to be terrible. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Look at it. It's always boiling here. I yeah. don't know why I listen to the internet. <laughs> But no, it's fantastic. Just yeah, I to went be off here. the word of Matt when we were at Outbreak. He was like, it's going to be hot at Trees. It always is. And I was like, always. good enough for me. Okay. <laughs> always. Yeah. It's always hot. But yeah. yeah. How are you guys? <laughs> we're good, Matt. Are you interviewing us? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, going we now. can switch it up. <laughs> Just have a chat. Um, yeah, good. Yeah, man. Here for the day, which is Here nice. for the day. Very um, good. Yeah. How was your set that you have just... Just played? come off. Yeah. yeah. We keep calling it our reverse headline set. Okay. Because we opened up stage, <laughs> but it's like the reverse headline. I keep saying, "Oh, it's really, really nice of Counterbats to reverse yeah, open yeah, for yeah. us." <laughs> I like but, you know, it's all about per perception, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> but, uh, no, it was absolutely fantastic, and you know, uh, being on so early, we we don't care. Like we just enjoy we, the festival. We just don't we, uh, we're just happy to be here every yeah. time. So it's just like, you know, we had a really good reception. Luckily. People got a little bit, well, got into it. Yeah. And you know, we had some You're pits and stuff. Hangovers. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So everyone was. Uh, we got a nice big circle pit on the go. Nice. Oh. So that was good for the morning. Love That's it. Good. Can't complain. Morning cardio. So uh... a little bit of morning cardio, but yeah, absolutely fantastic. Like we're all on a little bit of an adrenaline come down right now. Love it's that. Just like it's so hot. Yeah. And then yeah. we're all so hyped, and now it's like, oh god, now what? <laughs> the crash later is going to be like. Yeah, a Big little bit end. of a crash. <laughs> the, the trick is to just keep drinking and you're fine. Yeah, absolutely. Water. Ian's top tips. <laughs> so I remember last year that you were saying that like Trees was one of like the go-to festivals that you, you guys wanted to play and you'd nag your manager like, when you oh, yeah. started speaking to him and you just sent him a motion of Trees. Yes, Trees, <laughs> Trees. How does it feel like coming back to it now? It's an honour because that's something that Trees do really, really well. Um, you know they're not afraid of like rebooking bands especially yeah. you know like um especially the 
the staple ones of the festival for many years before yeah. we even played trees it was always like some of the same bands were always there and uh, there are trees classic yeah know, like yeah. bands like the saint pierre snake invasion and stuff like that who are from bristol yeah that they play almost every year and it's amazing to see and to be welcomed in by 2000 trees into what feels like i know we're only on our second year yeah that kind of family is yeah great that's one yeah. of those things that the festival does that makes it feel like oh we're, yeah. we're home this is a yeah, home exactly. away from home it's like it's like an annual thing it's like it's like Thrill Collins, for example. Like they play every year. Yeah. It's always an after-party thing. I can't wait to see them again. And it's just like it's one of those things where everyone's so buzzed for. Yeah. yeah. Like Thrill Collins is set. It's always going to be amazing. Like every year, <laughs> and it's just like that. You know, the annual pilgrimage. Yeah. To, to trees. So um, last year we spoke. Yes. Released an album. Yes. Uh, Living without death's permission. Yes, we did. How's it feel like reflecting back on the whole year post-album? Good. Like. It was really well received, and we're really happy with the, you know, with the love that we got from the album. Yeah. And you know, we've been touring and playing shows and festivals and stuff since, and it's just been, it's always nice to go back to it and just like, let's listen back, because it was, um, it was a huge part of our lives at the time, and we'd been through so much in our personal lives around the time of the release, and yeah. you know previously even when writing the actual album so it's lovely to go back on it and still play these songs and have a good reaction you know because people are still discovering it now yeah yeah you know so even like today you know i saw people down the front singing the words back and it just means the absolute world yeah you know yeah. I love it, that. it's it's uh, you know if you win over two people in the crowd today out of however many was in that tent that's a plus it's, it's still a plus yeah you know it's, it's fantastic but yeah really Love good it. like it's been really good and yeah we just released a new single as well yeah I was about to ask yeah, about yeah. that yeah <laughs> I'll let you ask the question no no, no go on, <laughs> go on. Yeah, don't let me so, interrupt you Ian, flow. you released a new, new you guys released so a new Ian single, you released like, a new single how was that <laughs> did you I didn't know yeah you never mentioned just, it you know <laughs> just uh, no I mentioned it yeah so basically we had so much music for the album um, unfortunately we couldn't fit them all on yeah and um it's a nice situation so to be it's, in. It's, yeah, so the label were just like, oh, no, it's too much money. Oh, no. <laughs> they were just like, let's just, you know, bash it out as a single. Yeah. yeah. And we got another single coming out in September Ooh, as well. Okay. Which is, may or may not be an exclusive. Depends if the other boys have said it on any other interviews this weekend. Or <laughs> right, not. we'll pull this out straight away. <laughs> There's another. <laughs> you know, and, it's, and that one's my absolute favorite Raptor song we've ever written. Oh, here we go. Oh, okay. Let's go. So, Big you know, it's... The- it's just good like yeah. it feels good to keep releasing music and just you yeah. know and you know the label has been really good with that you know constant releases is how you keep amazing keep yeah and it's really and, good and uh, you personally have been non-stop because you've also been organising a festival I have yes how the it fuck did that sick. come about yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Misery Loves Company yeah because back in the day I ran a festival called Fat Lip Fest um, two years running back in 2017, 2018 and it's along the same lines basically yeah, yeah. multi-venue festival in the centre of Bristol and it, I feel like it's something that we've been missing in the southwest, um, especially in Bristol because it's such a good market Yeah, and um, you know the the scene in Bristol welcomed me with like open arms when I first moved to Bristol and you know I've built my own personal career DJing, promoting uh, doing club nights alternative events uh, like for the last 10 years yeah. and now is a chance you know 
for me to really give back to the scene by giving them something that we can grow into yeah. something um, something special because you know we've got Twin Atlantic Yonaka co-headlining which is yeah. amazing yeah, impressive you know the excerpts the horror in me Raptors yeah I may or may not have booked my own band for my yeah. own festival of course Me. why wouldn't you why not of course we're opening up the main stage obviously <laughs> <laughs> oh no how did that happen oh no how did that happen no. <laughs> but no yeah it's, and it's a chance for us to give some opportunities to some of the local bands as well yeah because especially some like I do feel like Bristol sometimes gets overlooked um, <laughs> in the grand scheme of things so a lot of the time it's hard for bands uh, like local bands um, around our area to play with some of these bigger acts yeah. yeah absolutely so especially these larger touring UK acts and even like American ones you know it's a chance for them to say look we played this with, yeah. with all of these other bands and you know yeah. it's a chance and for them to get a, um, a new audience as well and it's half the time you know it's those small bands getting like holy shit, look who we're playing alongside. That's the motivation for them to exactly. carry on sometimes. Exactly. So that's huge. Yeah. And it's the type of shows that always like stay with you. Like, I know from my previous experience in, like, as a recent, like, when you play them shows, are they like, holy Absolutely. shit, that's a band that I was listening to when I was in college. Like, exactly. Yeah. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's a real chance for them to be inspired and them to be, you know, play to a new crowd you know and, yeah. and which is always really difficult when you're when you're in a small local band because you're all, always just ending up playing to you know your mates and your family yeah. All, yeah. you know which is all well and good but to truly grow as a band you've got to you've got to play in front of those new audiences and now we've given you know the bands in Bristol a chance to do so it's amazing something Absolutely. else I'm really proud about as well we've basically um, we managed to get the lineup 50-50% with um female and non-binary and transgender yeah, uh, members included in the lineup which yeah. is something we, I'm really proud of that we've managed to do because it's important because, it, yeah very important you know it's uh, some of the bigger festivals and stuff it, 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 there's no quick fix no. getting those bands to a bigger level where they're challenging for those headline slots that's a good it's, point yeah I feel yeah. like it's on on us putting on these smaller events to build to provide up provide that those bands to get them to a level where they can compete yeah you know there's no immediate fix and that's always really important to know but what we can do at like my level with Misery Loves Company is basically give them a platform and make sure that we continue to do so and uh, allow them to grow and um, you know challenge for the headline slots of festivals like yeah. Trees and yeah, Download and Slam Dunk so it's important yeah, it's amazing. But no, but hats off to you. Like in terms of like championing like local scene and stuff like that, Thanks. it's like a really commendable thing. Because re really in UK you don't see it that much because it's quite it's kind of similar to in Manchester. Like yeah, yeah, there'll be people that yeah fight for the local scene. Absolutely, it's very much in, like there's a lot of T's and C's that come with that. As yeah, of course, would expect. Absolutely. Um, so like you doing this stuff is just really commendable. So yeah, thank you, thank you. Yeah, it's. Like I said, it's something for me to say thank you to the local scene of Bristol, yeah, you know, absolutely. for welcoming welcoming me in, and you know, giving me a platform and and, and letting me use that platform to yeah, do no, some good. Basically. And what are the dates on the festival? So it's the thirtieth of September, Saturday the thirtieth of September. <laughs> Tickets are available now. 
yeah. uh, obviously. Amazing um, Yeah, like uh, five stages worth of amazing music. Go check out the lineup. Really proud of it. Some fantastic bands on there. And um, yeah, and also some things with, you can pay in three. Ooh. <laughs> That's always good. <laughs> Everyone's skin. We yeah. know that. But uh, you can pay in three by PayPal. Huge. On there as well. Which is <laughs> always that. nice. Paying in installments. <laughs> yeah, everyone's skin these days, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, I feel that. Absolutely. Um, one thing we're asking everyone, same question. Mm. What was the first album you ever bought? It's got to be good. Oh, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm racking my brains. You can I be honest. It's a good one. Yeah. It's Busted's first album. Oh, that's a good... Ah, okay. That's a good that's choice. A good one. Yeah. You know, that was on repeat for many years and still is. Yeah, Have you, nice. you listened to the re-recorded versions now? Yeah, I think they're really good. They're cool, I think they? they're really good. I love the Meet You There one with Neck Deep. I think that one's fantastic. Yeah, cool. Um... The Hanson cover that they've just released is absolutely amazing. Have you heard that? It's <laughs> a, a Busted and Hanson re-releasing bot. Okay. But yeah, that, yeah, Busted was my first one. My first love. Do you want to know what size was? Say again? Do you want to know what size was from Heads Above the Waves? Oh, go on. Weird Al Yankovic. Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> that's, uh, oh, that's a crazy one. But oh, yeah. Simon. <laughs> That's also something about the festival. You're speaking about side oh. from Heads Above the Waves. Oh, I thought we're, you were going to say we're, we're partnered Al. with Heads Above the Waves oh, for the oh, festival mate. as well. So Brilliant. we're going to have them along. They're, they're a fantastic charity. And yeah. It must be, yeah, it's important. Yeah, massive. Have them on board. I love that, like, extra cur to it, like, the details of, like, you know, even Heads Above the Waves being the... Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's huge. Yeah, it's yeah. wicked. They're lovely people and they do fantastic work. They do. Yeah. Think that about wraps it for us. We'll let you get Fantastic. back to drinking and uh, recovering <laughs> from the for high. A split second, I thought you said that, uh, that about raptors for us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry about raptors. Sorry, <laughs> we can we can redo that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that about raptors it for us. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for joining no, us. Thank and, you guys. Uh, we'll get you enjoy work. the festival. And thank you. We're back at Two Thousand Trees with Julian and E from Harriet. Hello. Hello. Thanks for sitting down with us again. Thanks for having us, mate. Um, we got to chat to you last year, and what a year you've had. Yeah, it's been pretty nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's been fun. Yeah. It's gone so quick. Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, we really haven't had time to like digest it. It's just oh, yeah. busy, constant. But hey, man, this is always what we wanted, so yeah. I'm, I'm not complaining. Well, uh, we luckily, one of the few bands we got to catch a set for. Which yeah, actually, probably one of the only bands we yeah. called today. Oh, really? Well, yeah, we oh, had a quick walk down to the main stage, and you guys were on some, like, sick. Yeah. Oh, Perfect. cheers. Yeah. Um, but like hearing you talk about, you know, last year being on oh, on the cave to now main stage, how does that feel? Mate, mental. Like it, it was it was packed at the cave when we played, and I was like wicked. And I felt I was like, hopefully we can come back, and hopefully we can maybe play later on the cave or maybe the Axiom. Uh, and then we got the offer of main stage. You're like, is that a bit like out of our depth? Um, but mate, it was it was cool. I mean, we've seen some of our favourite bands on there. Yeah. Yeah, I saw what Turnstile last year. Yeah, like the sun was setting and they played glowing full, and to be playing the same stage is pretty mental, yeah. to be honest. So. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> One thing I love about Harrier is the like, you know, brutal punch to the face of the sound, but then like also like beautifully soundscape and ethereal in places. Yeah. How's that balance for you? 
Is that like a, a challenge that you face, or is it? It just feels right when writing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we we never go into writing to like have it a specific way or have yeah. sections sound you know a certain way. It's just whatever feels right, and um, yeah, it's kind of just worked out that way. And I guess in a way, having the slower parts and the quiet parts does make it hit harder and sound heavier when yeah. it comes back in. It's, it's nice to have that dynamic, and you know, Deb is Deb's wicked for that. Like yeah. in terms of like her vocals, that yeah, allows us a bit of breath to be able to do that as well. Um, so yeah, our music's pretty intense. I think if it was just full on, yeah, uh, like a barrage, it'd be too much. So having those kind <laughs> of little respites, I guess, it, it is good. I think. Yeah. I think they're needed. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You released a demo back in was it February as well? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what have you got coming up next then? What's uh, what's on the horizon? So music-wise, we are working on an album. Yeah. Um, we we think we're. We've written most of it, uh, to be honest. So, end of the year, once all the kind of shows and festivals are out of the way, yeah. um, we're just going to crack down and try try get it done. Um, so, yeah, that's our challenge. It's always mad, just like it's not ready yet, and it's mad just thinking like just how much time we have to dedicate to it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. what we've got already, we're we're really happy with. So, um, yeah. yeah, that's that's next steps really. So, Jim, always a little taster just to carry us over. Yeah, just yeah. a standalone thing, yeah. like just just to put something out. Cause it, it was in time for the European run, wasn't it? I think, or the yeah. end of that run. So yeah, That's just it. just a little thing, just standalone single. Yeah. So you guys have been busy as well, like you said, uh, on tours and that. You've got uh, you've got ones coming up in Europe as well. Um, yeah, so yeah. we've got um, well, we've got Architects shows in, yeah, a, in a few sick. weeks. Yeah, which is sick. Yeah, <laughs> it's nuts. Uh, it's Pretty mental. They're like, I think they are the biggest shows we've played. Yeah, by a long shot. So, um, yeah, I mean, one of them, I mean, we get to play with like three bands we've always wanted to. While She Sleeps, so it's us, While She Sleeps, uh, Architects on one, and then on the last one is us, Sleep Token Architects. That's crazy. Awesome. So, yeah, kind of not trying to think about it too much. I I keep saying like end of July is happening. I'm like, that's literally in two weeks. So, uh, Yeah. yeah, man, we're just gonna hit it head on like we always do um, but yeah that's going to be it's a wicked experience to have towards it isn't yeah it? mate what, what else can you do well yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah it. that's it um, are there any acts here at Trees that you've been looking forward to catching um, Pale Dusk uh, I saw um, Wicked Quote to Serve, Quote to serve yeah um, Kublai Khan nice American Football yes. oh my god yeah I saw them at Art Tangent uh, 2016 and it's like the only set I've like cried at I can't wait to do it again so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. seven beers yeah seven beers the yeah. cry yeah, some strangers yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's it <laughs> Julia came with me last time um, and I literally just ended up just arms around people I didn't know crying <laughs> but it was good no, uh, so I, I can't do that, that again yeah that's, that's great but bullet tonight would be fun yeah oh yeah bullet is yeah nostalgic of course that's it I call my, I remember we watched him on the, the Poison like, anniversary tour like Ooh. a few years. That was fucking awesome. Yeah, I'm just wicked. just hearing that all, all back again. Yeah, um, yeah. Have you been here all weekend then? Or have you have you just been here? Yeah, we have been. Um, we love trees. I, yeah. I probably can say for the rest of the guys, I think it is our favourite festival. Like it's yeah. it's so wicked. It's you know you can get end to end twenty minute walk like if that. Yeah. Which That's is it. which is. Amazing for yeah. my legs because I get tired easy. Um, yeah, all the bands are diverse and it's close to home. Like where we've been, like 
drove to Poland and it was like 15 hour drive. Yeah. This is like half hour to Swindon. Yeah. And it's like, we might as well. Like there's so many mates here, so many cool bands you want to see. Yeah. So no brainer. And it always feels like, uh, it's, it's like the perfect size to feel like, oh, I'm back. This is perfect. It's, it never gets, you know, way too big. It's like, yeah, and you just get to see some big right. bands play like small stages. Yeah. Which is sick. Yeah. But then Especially you've also got like the, the regulars uh, yeah, here yeah, as well. Yeah. They're like, oh, I'm at Trees, of yeah. course. This is here. my tenth year at Trees. Oh, really? So, like, I, I was going to be here regardless of if we yeah. were playing this year. Like, so, the decade like, of uh, Trees. For yeah, you. it's been good, man. Like, I, I literally love this festival so much. I love that. Sick. I was saying, it's, it's like a, a very like. It just feels like a little like community, like if people yeah, like absolutely. like downloads always got that like great vibe. But as you were saying with the walking distance, like, I had a nightmare this year, like download try try especially with it being sold out, trying to get from like main stage maybe over to like the dog tooth stage or something like that. Fuck me. Uh, no, <laughs> that was a trick. It was like Lord of the Rings you could have made a fucking film out of it. I think um we played last year and we were in the guest camp in and that was still probably further than like the site to even get into the arena yeah and um i i went and we went to a pick up uh, my girlfriend and she literally was like kitchen on me like, 40 minute walk yeah it's insane, and, like, it? we could hear corn playing and we were like Oh, <laughs> like, like, we need to go back now and then like insult to injury oh right there I ran so fast yeah honestly but yeah trees wicked for how small it is yeah, yeah. it never changes touch wood yeah it never does <laughs> yeah it's, it's perfect mate I love it so um I mean while we're on it how was you set I, I, we loved what we saw but how was it for you guys it was unreal man I don't think it could have gone any better really nah, <laughs> it was nuts it was pro- proper surreal like I said we've seen some of our favourite bands on there yeah and to be standing looking out it's just a bit mad I mean it was the same when because we saw Turnstile in the cave when they first yeah. came yeah. Um, that's and, gotta be crazy and, yeah and, and again when we went on out on that stage I was like oh this is proper weird yeah. the other side of the barrier and that's the same mate um, the sun was behind the stage so the stage was shaded just good man just good vibes like, everyone yeah. was well up for it everyone was yeah. moshing straight away yeah. which is sick because like, it was still kind of early I guess like one yeah. still fairly early so yeah. to see like it boot off that much is yeah, it's good to see cool. movement when it feels like, oh, this is a bit early. Yeah. Um, it's nice to also, like, take those step back. Like, yeah. you you all clearly have and go, wow, we were at the cave last year and mm. now main stage. So, yeah. I mean, credit to you because not a lot of people reflect on that. So Yeah, yeah no, we, we, we're, like, very aware how, like, privileged that opportunity is. So, yeah, we're, we are blown away that we got the offer well, and blown away that it's happened. So smashed cool. it out of the park. Thank you, um, thank you. We are asking all guests a question. Uh, what was the first album you ever bought? <laughs> I know yours. Ooh, yeah. uh, so it was, uh, it was uh, So Solid Crew, uh, 21 Seconds. Okay. <laughs> Good shit. One more joint, yeah. That's it, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, that's, that's the honest If I bought, you I mean like go to the shop and buy it with your own money, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 So I think mine was Panic at the Disco's first record. Nice. Or... Infinity on High, Fallout Boy. It was either of those records. Okay. Yeah. Like, same kind of time. Yeah. It was nice. one of those. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So to add some context, I got into metal a lot later than he did. <laughs> okay. okay. I, I got into alternative music. I was listening to like 50 Cent Window Shopper. Yeah. And, um, you know. It's fine. It is iconic for what it is. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, it shouldn't be laughed at. No. But I think everyone has <laughs> a little laugh at the first record they bought, don't they? Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah. That wraps it up for us. Thanks for taking the time. Thank you guys. Thank you. Nice one. Cheers.
Welcome back to an Earful podcast. We are at 2000 Trees 2023 and we are joined by Charlie and Jamie from As Everything Unfolds. How's it going, guys? You okay? Hello. Yeah. yeah good, man. Oh, this is the first interview where I don't have to go like this. I know, yeah. mics on this. Come No, it's been a while since we last had you on the podcast. It's been a minute. You've had a new album since then. Congrats. How's, Thank it, how's you. it gone? How's the reception been? Yeah, it's been pretty good. Like, it's been just surreal I think you know like uh, releasing a so, like a sophomore album I think is scarier than doing a debut album it's always the hardest one isn't yeah. It? yeah yeah. I think people kind of you know your first album you get a little bit of leeway yeah, yeah. you're like oh we don't know what we're doing oh we're new we don't know yeah whereas sophomore you're sort of like oh can't use that excuse anymore so. especially I think because our debut did better than we expected oh yeah, so yeah then yeah. we were like oh the pressure's fucking on yeah, <laughs> yeah it was yeah. Um, but yeah I think it's gone well people are really liking the stuff and yeah, we've got some really good tours coming up. And yeah, yeah, so everything's just sort of... Yeah, good. So speaking of upcoming tours, you got Electric Callboy? Yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Very exciting. Pretty, pretty, pretty yeah. fucking... Yeah. It looks like it's all sold out as well. From yeah, they are. I think, there's, I think it's just Portsmouth that yeah. hasn't... Um, Sold. Sorry, out Portsmouth. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I must admit, it's like Portsmouth. I was like, that's a very rogue place, but fair enough. George is very excited because he graduated in that hall. Yeah. He was like, oh, I get to play on the stage. Full circle moment. Yeah. Do it again. Yeah. It was funny, but um, yeah, it's going to be amazing. And then the month before that, we've also got a headline tour as well. So, yeah, amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Very busy. That must be cool though, doing doing the headline tour like the album. Yeah, yeah, because we didn't really get to do it on the first album because yeah, of no, when of it was released, you know. We did a one show, like the London yeah, yeah. show, yeah. which ironically was in the middle of us recording our second album. Yeah. Like we literally came up from Folkestone, played the show, and then went back to Folkestone to carry on recording again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's nice to actually do a proper tour. We're planning the set list and planning some big, you know, trying to make our live show sort of like in you know, our production and stuff yeah. up in the game a little bit. So yeah. yeah. Exciting. So playing obviously shows where you've got an entire new body of work, obviously it must be quite hard to kind of like navigate when you got to like detach like a normal set list like from the first album mm. to having to decide what gets the cut, what doesn't. Yeah, I think it's quite like we, we find it quite easy to be honest I think it's yeah. quite like clear what you at that point where it's like I'm sick of that song now <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I, I think like we we can tell quite easily what what tracks are yeah, yeah. like vibes so we'll just stick them all in the set list kind of no, thing of course, yeah because yeah. Yeah, there are even songs like on our um, debut that were was a, like were singles that actually don't get as much response as like an album track that now does because I think people have had a chance to listen to it now yeah, yeah, so they're no, sort of, of like oh okay well we know I, I know that one from ages ago, but actually this one's more exciting. Yeah. And it's, you know, so we, yeah. and we like to mix it up. We do because we, we had that with uh, "Let Me Go," didn't we? Yeah, we that's were like, kind of what was yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't really feel like it was like gonna translate that well live. Okay. Yeah. And then we just stuck it in the set one day, and people absolutely loved it. So we were like, that's a staple now. Yeah. Like even though it's sort of like a deep cut from the first album, it's kind of yeah. That's what yeah. some people like. Uh, it resonates with some people, though, when you play yeah. those like because they, I think they they, they like it because obviously you get you get the, the usual songs that you will play over and over again. But when you like the, the, the proper fans and that when they hear you play that sort of stuff, it's like yeah. give me more. Yeah. And they see it as like that once in a lifetime moment where it's kind of like oh they don't usually play this like yeah. oh yeah hell. <laughs> yeah that's it I think you know and 
for headline shows, like especially on that tour, we'll get to play some deep cuts that like we wouldn't ever normally yeah, play. Yeah, yeah. We'll get the opportunity to play because when you're playing like festivals and support slots, you're playing the songs that are going to be a the most popular yeah. and the ones that the most people will likely enjoy. It's nice for fans that have seen us like a couple of times as well because then they yeah. get to like experience something new. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah definitely. So going into obviously with the second album, like aside from like all the work that's gone into the actual writing album, like aesthetically, you got the purple era. Was there much thought into that? Was there like a reason for that, or was it just like that's a purple. Charlie question? Yeah, go on. You take okay, this one. So go. I did a degree in photography, cool. um, where I did a lot of um, darkroom practice. My creative process kind of moved away from digital, and I started really uh, liking like the whole, you know, shooting on film, yeah, processing yeah. the film, printing my own images. Yeah. Um, and I kind of was like, I've always wanted to like merge my two passions. Yeah. And I've never really been able to fully do it. Like I've always done all the creative like directing and for what we've done yeah, and you know come up with the ideas and stuff but I was like oh I'd really love to like conceptually merge it all yeah yeah because all my work is always very conceptual anyway like my yeah. artist work and <laughs> I was like I like I'm just fascinated by the idea that like so in a in a dark room um, to expose like color images you have to expose through ultraviolet light yeah, yeah. so to see life in full color you have to expose through ultraviolet light yeah so I was like oh okay that's a really cool like concept for an album because it kind of just ties in with like lyrical content and stuff like that yeah, yeah. so yeah, so the album, and the, the purple just kind of was like, obviously the ultraviolet spectrum is like invisible, you know, we, we won't go into that. But yeah. like, the idea of the purple just kind of, kind of gave us something to like, you know, focus on and yeah, yeah. give us a nice little branding sort of thing. And yeah, I'm very into all that stuff. So. I'm not going to spiral into a conversation about photography because I'm a wedding photographer. So I'm like, I'm just <laughs> stay away from that. Oh yeah, I don't know anything about that. That's fine. I know nothing about like commercial photography. Like, so Like stepping into like film and that, like I've, I've just started and it's like, yeah. oh no, it's not as easy as it's like daunting, a, but a camera. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's cool though. It's cool. It's sick. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, all that translates through onto your music videos and everything like that because they're, they're, they're yeah, awesome. Yeah, the, right? um, the music video for Ultraviolet, um, we actually shot light through a prism okay. and split the spectrum onto our eyes. That's not a post-processing. We actually got a light That's and put sick. a prism in a tripod. Took yeah. fucking forever. And we got it. So it was like the spectrum was split across our eyes. So I do think... I'm glad you've asked because I think yeah. a lot of people... It, it's not as obvious, so I think yeah, a lot of people yeah. don't think that it's all kind of connected. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Oh, sick! That's awesome. So as you said, is this something that you're going to try and translate over to your live shows as well? Then with the whole theme in. I think uh, we, we've yeah. sort of yeah, thought about, about yeah, yeah, trying to yeah. do something that's not cheesy. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, you just sort of like, oh, some things can be like, oh, a bit cheesy. Yeah, There's we've a had a lot. Sorry, sorry, there is a parrot and it, what. A what? There's oh, a oh yeah, saw that before. Sorry, sorry, I was completely. I'm so confused. Is that Ben? He's chilling. Sorry, we also know him and he's got a parrot, so I'm very confused. Is it his parrot? I don't know. Yeah, he did, oh, he did tell me what the parrot's name was. It was like Doris or something like that. Do we like podcast that. the parrot? Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine? It would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so... We're at 2,000 trees. How yeah. do you feel to be at 2,000 trees this year? Yeah. Sick. We've never been before. Um, oh, awesome. Yeah. And yeah, loving it so far. It's just really fucking hot. <laughs> so yeah. warm. Yeah. But like, we were saying to like, um, of us we've spoken to today, like, there's something so niche about this. It's kind of like cozy, but it's not. Yeah. yeah. I like the sort of like country vibes that yeah, it's got yeah, yeah. with like the hay and everything. Like, yeah, yeah. it's very homely. Yeah. 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 yeah it's kind of like, because we, our first festival was the Download Pilot. And awesome. it kind of gives yeah, me like similar so vibes where it was like smaller yeah. and like, but but still good good vibes and you know good yeah. bands whatever. So it's 
It's nice. Yeah, this is our first time here, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's a new experience for us. But everybody's always said to us that it's one of their favourites. That must have been wild playing Download Pilot. Yeah, because it was like a sought after thing in the first place. But to be on like that, that small it list. It was in... such a unique energy oh, that like hasn't weird. been captured since yeah, then. Because yeah, yeah. it was technically still in the pandemic. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. So everyone yeah. was sort of a bit like, oh, should we hug? Should we not? <laughs> and some people obviously weren't comfortable doing things. Yeah, yeah. Were, and you know, in, in, there was just crowd, like an excitement was, yeah. that was like palpable because yeah. obviously yeah. no one had been outside for <laughs> fucking ages yeah. Um, and yeah to be like one of the first bands to bring back festivals yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. was unreal I imagine pits were weird um, I don't remember I don't remember, to be honest, I don't it remember playing it but yeah <laughs> I'm still yeah. trying to imagine the concept of like a no touch pit where everyone's just like so, yeah, <laughs> pencil diving all around. Yeah. I wish I could say I remember it, but I don't, and not because I was drunk. I think it, so. We the show before that we played was to like thirty people in our hometown, and then that was the next <laughs> oh show we God. played. Oh, no. So I was so terrified that I don't remember it. Like my yeah. memory is just. This is trauma. Yeah. <laughs> I, so I don't know whether I was good or not, or what happened. So yeah. Yeah, it was just a blur. <laughs> I think it was good though. You were there. That's what yeah, I was there. That's what counts. But I remember watching Shikari, and the energy there was yeah. like incredible. Yeah. Yeah. And then you went on to support him. Yeah, I was yeah. Say, how, how was that tour? Yeah, we did, yeah, so yeah. Nice. yeah, we did. Yeah, we did support them in May last year, and then we supported them um, in when was it? February uh, this year? When did we support? This year, uh, oh, one, one of them. April. Yeah. <laughs> it was in April. One of them, yeah. Yeah, because then um, we went to Europe with Calion in May. Yes, we did. Um, yeah. So very yeah. surreal because they were. Did you grow up with and Shikari? Oh, yeah. 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 Big time. I mean, I I saw them for the first time live in like 2010. Yeah, yeah. So when I was like, oh, it's like Common Dreads here, really. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I've been like a massive fan, so it's like really hard to try and not let on. That you're yeah. Like, <laughs> it's very hard. And because they're from like near us yeah, as well, yeah, like yeah, they're yeah. kind of like local heroes, yeah. isn't it? And it's like, yeah. So yeah, it's a very exciting moment. The the live show game is like next oh, level. Oh, it's yeah. Yeah. Lasers Lasers are are yeah. yeah, it's when Keith's like, everyone leave the room. The lasers are being tested, and we all have to leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> it's like quite funny. Keith's a legend. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. So we probably asked you. Um, so just to wrap it up now, we probably asked you this question last time. So we'll not ask you the pet peeves one because I think we did that last time. But we'll ask you a new one. What was the first album that you ever bought? Oh, I know this. Do you know yours? Um, well, I didn't actually buy my first album. I found okay. it at a dump, and it was The Long Road by Nickelback. <laughs> nice, yeah. Well, one of my first albums was uh, All the Right Reasons, but yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. But I, that, yeah, that's cool. Like, you just phoned it in. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, this is my... I went down to Why the tip. Why do- oh, right, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> went down to the tip with my dad, who was getting rid of some stuff, and like I was just I like browsing. Yeah. <laughs> And like they had like these big containers full of like old broken TVs and like TVs right, right. and just electrical stuff. And I just found the CD and I was like, "That looks cool. Let's take it home." Yeah. So you never heard of, you never heard a Nickelback before. Like, you just um, found the CD. Uh, well, and was like, I was oh, I don't know. I was maybe like eight or something. Yeah. I love the irony of that. You found it in like yeah. a dump and it was Nickelback. <laughs> <laughs> it was the era when people were throwing away Nickelback yeah. CDs. Yeah. 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 Give me them back. Yeah. yeah. Not even good enough for CEX. Just yeah. straight yeah. to the tip. One man's rubbish is another man's gold. Oh, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I was hooked ever since. Do you still have that CD? Yeah. Oh, from the dump? Yeah, yeah, That's from sick. the dump. Yeah, I've still got Amazing. it. Yeah. That's an always sunny Philadelphia vibe to it. You found it in the track. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're coming home with me. Yeah. <laughs> it was so, yeah. What was mine? I, I remember going to buy my first album, but I had to take my dad with me because I couldn't buy it because it obviously had explicit and it was yeah. American Idiot. Nice. Yeah. Because I my dad kind of, like I was brought up on like a mix of music, but my dad was kind of at that point was quite into like that kind of thing. 
and I was like, obviously, always listen to it, and I like, and you know, I'd always watch Kerrang and all that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think yeah, it was yeah. 2004. American Idiot was. So I was fucking, I was fucking young. And I was like, I really want this album. I was like, all right. I mean, he quite liked it. He was like, it was kind of like a, a joint purchase. Yeah, yeah. Um, but other than that, the first album that I bought, I wanted to buy off my own, like sort of back and the band I found myself was yeah. Nike Emcarons, The Black Parade, nice. which are my favourite band of all time. So yeah. Quite cool. Yours is a better yeah. story, though. Yeah. <laughs> I think the first the first one I actually bought was Scream Home Fire by Bullet. Nice. So, yeah, well, very gassed to see that yeah. I remember buying that album, and I was convinced because my mum fucking hated it. I just <laughs> skimmed it. And then about 15 years later, when I was moving out and getting like, my own place or whatever, yeah. I found it in this random bag. Oh, no. And I've been blaming my mum for like 15 years. I was like, you skimmed my CD. What you did like? She's like, I won't have this devil worship in my house. <laughs> Be gone. <laughs> I'm gonna say you could have picked it up at the gym. <laughs> 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 Jamie's like, I've got this. I've got my Valentine's CD at the dump. That's where I got all my CDs. This is gold. <laughs> yeah, fucking stick at the dump over it. <laughs> oh, guys, thank you so much for chatting with thank us. You. No, thank you. Yeah, and enjoy the rest of the festival. Thank you. Yeah, you too. Thank Cheers, you. lads. Thank you. That was the NFL podcast at 2000 Trees 2023. I hope you enjoyed all them charts. We did. It's been a great day. Yeah? It's been good? Yeah, man. Can't yeah. wait to do it again. Yeah, it was sick. 2000 Trees 2024. That's the one. If you like anything that you've seen, obviously check out previous episodes. Check out the bands. Links are all down below. Thanks we'll for your time. We'll see you next time. Yeah. Bye. Bye. A new year is full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take care of orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM.